This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The latest on Ben White's contract situation. Whilst Manchester City deal Arsenal a confident title blow, but Chelsea are trapped with a manager that they can't even sack. This is the Arsenal News Show. Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk. Back again with you guys for another episode of what is the Arsenal News Show. Joining you every single morning at 8am UK time. Hope you're doing good. Hope you're doing well. Thank you so much as always for making this a part of your morning routines. It is very much appreciated. Uh, good morning to those joining us live in the chat box. Uh, Pikahu, Blackshine, Rich, Jimbo, Damian, Matt G, Steve, Martin, Maximius, Jose, uh, Adagoke, uh, Glenn, Sweating Merlot, Kaiser, Angela, Rob, Carlton, Martin, uh, Morgie, uh, and plenty more of you guys and girls as well. Thank you so much, uh, everyone, for tuning in. It is really appreciated. And uh, in particular, thank you for all of the love and appreciation on yesterday's show, the breakdown of the win against Liverpool. It was one of our most well-received shows of the year so far. Um, I put a lot of emotion into that show. I think you can all agree. And uh, there are a lot of kind of threads to pull from that uh, from that specific game and and some of the celebration stuff that we discussed and and there was more to to go into that but thank you to everyone that showed plenty of love and appreciation actually we got over a thousand likes uh, on that show yesterday which you know I, I I don't usually push the likes too much I remember we did that thing during the international break last year where we managed to do kind of a thousand likes on every single video over the course of the international break and we managed to do it then with your support so to get over a thousand likes on the video where I wasn't being like classic YouTuber, uh, was great. But it, it did give me a bit of a thought. And I've had a few people leave comments before saying, Tom, why don't the videos get like more, like a thousand likes on every video or whatever? I'm like, because I don't really push it. I don't. I, I say at the start of the videos, like drop a like, subscribe, all that youtube stuff, but I don't really. And I was thinking, this community is so amazing and it has produced such a brilliant community feel and a family feel as well that I thought, why restrict that? 1k like challenge to an international break could we do it until the end of the season could we do something akin to an arsenal title race with our support with likes on the videos 
it's completely selfish. I'm not going to try and bemuse you, <laughs> but that would be uh, that would be pretty cool. So I'm thinking from this day because obviously on Monday we managed to do it yesterday and get a thousand likes. Didn't even prompt you guys and you did it. So I'm thinking, can we do a thousand likes until the end of the season? I think it's mad. I think it's crazy. Some videos are not going to get the requisite views that a thousand like video would probably get. To be fair, but this community's been so good and so supportive. I think we can do it. So this is this is the goal. And also, we set ourselves a goal this year of trying to get to the Emirates Stadium capacity in subscribers, which is just over 60,000. And obviously, I think this method, we're implementing an Arteta strategy, if you will, to try and reach it. So this is my call to you guys, and I'll be doing it every morning. Please drop a like on the video. Let's see if we can get a 1,000 likes on every single video through until the end of the season, and who knows beyond as well. Because um, we managed it yesterday, I think we can continue to do it. So if you're here and this is part of your morning routines, make it a part of that routine to just tune into the video and press that like button. And let's see if we can get it to a thousand on each video. It could fail today. You never know. We might fail to do it. If you're listening on audio platforms, hop over to YouTube, support the cause and drop a like. Anyway, that's enough rambling before I get into today's shows. And if you're wondering why I'm taking so long to get to the stories, as I always say to people, I don't waffle because I give you the little uh, the little timestamps after the show on on uh, on watchback, so you can always click those if you get bored of my intros. Let's jump into today's stories. First of all, I need to tell you to go watch yesterday's show I did with Sky's James Green, fantastic uh, guest as always, joining us more regularly now on the channel. He gave us an insight into his actions on deadline day down at Brighton. So if you've ever wondered what goes on behind the scenes during a deadline day at Sky, James talked about that. But we also discussed the Liverpool game. We talked about individual players. We talked about what this means going forwards. We talked about win the dog and meeting. Both of us have met win the dog and talking about meeting win and how great she is. Um, so we talked about that and more. So please go back and give that a watch if you will. But we go into today's main stories, which is starting with yesterday's only Premier League game and the final Premier League game of the last game week. Manchester City winning 3-1 against Brentford uh, at... Uh, at the uh, GTEC Community Stadium in what was a game that gave us some hope. Brentford took the lead. Neil Mope again scoring, having a bit of a purple patch he is um, after a, a flecken uh, ball to the player allowed him to score. But Phil Foden getting a hat-trick on the day. It leaves the Premier League table uh, looking something like this. Arsenal dropping back down into third place in the table. We are joint on points with Manchester City, both on 49, but City do have that game in hand, ironically, against Brentford. Uh, they have four goals uh, up on Arsenal in terms of goal difference. Both teams are two points behind Liverpool, who currently are in first place. The games that these teams play next, Liverpool are at home to Burnley. Manchester City are at home to Everton. And Arsenal have got the trickiest game of the bunch this week and are away to West Ham. So if they can get a victory there, that would be a massive Massive boost to Arsenal. I know it doesn't seem like the biggest game in the world, but West Ham currently seventh are in a very decent season. They were battered by Man United, who play Aston Villa this weekend. Probably the biggest, most competitive game of the weekend, if you like. Villa against Man United. Spurs are home to Brighton, who, of course, beat Spurs uh, just before the new year. So, And it's worth pointing out that this is Manchester City's ninth straight victory in a row. Nine wins in a row. It just goes to show kind of the monotonous, mechanical, machine-like consistency that this team has. 
Um, and this is what we're up against. Like we're all thinking about Man City. It was brilliant that we beat. Sorry, we're all thinking about Liverpool. It's brilliant that we beat Liverpool, and they're very much in the race with us. But Man City, I've, I, as I've always said, as I've always maintained, um, have been the number one target. And I think to win the league, we're going to have to go to the Etihad and get a result. And I think we're probably going to have to win if we want to win the league. And we're going to have to be near perfect until the end of the season to be able to get a league victory. So let's wait and see what happens. But uh, yeah, them showing how consistent they are. And they've got Harlem back and they've got De Bruyne back and Rodri's fully fit and... Yeah, it's uh, it's looking very good for them at the moment. Uh, now, I managed to speak to Martin Odegaard after uh, the game against Liverpool, and I asked him about Kai Havertz. Martin, can I just quickly ask you about obviously playing with, with Kai Havertz up top as well? He's had to come in. Jesus has obviously faced an injury midweek. How is it playing with him as a centre-forward rather than next to you in midfield? I think he, he showed today, you know, his quality, he's unbelievable um, in the duels, you know, he's so strong on the ball, uh, he can do so many things, you know, in the game and um, yeah, I think he was brilliant today. Um, yeah, I think it just shows the quality we have in the team, we can change players, but you see the team is still performing and he's been brilliant um, for a long time now, so yeah, a lot of credit to him. I was really keen to kind of get a word in about uh, Kai yesterday after the performance and after kind of the the split, if you like, um, surrounding the view of Kai. I've done a piece dedicated analysing Havertz's performance yesterday. For those that weren't necessarily convinced, I would recommend going over to the Football London website, go over to my page, just type in Tom Canton Football London, it'll come up and there is a piece for you um, dedicated looking at Kai Havertz's display, analysing his contributions, uh, how he put himself about on the field, his contribution in terms of his build-up play, his link-up, his defensive work rate as well, and the work rate in general that contributed massively to Arsenal's win yesterday. And trust me, we weren't winning that game without him. Um, he was really, really important. So I recommend to go and give that a read if you haven't done so already. But Odegaard speaking very flatteringly about his player that, of course, he's had to play both with in midfield and behind when he's playing in the forward line as well. So some really good insight from the skipper who uh, can celebrate any bloody way he likes, in my mind. Uh, now, Chelsea, we need to talk about this. I know it's not specifically Arsenal, but it is quite big um, football news, which does impact Arsenal because, of course, we uh, we talk about the fact that Chelsea have had this record of hiring and firing managers and there's been a lot of of people specifically saying that maybe Arsenal should adopt this style of hiring and firing managers. Well, news has broken yesterday that Chelsea may not have a choice but to stick with Maurizio Pochettino. A number of reports have now come out suggesting that because of profit and sustainability rules, Chelsea may not have the financial freedom to actually be able to sack Maurizio Pochettino. Of course, if you sack a manager, it means paying them off unless there's a due cause to fire them and then you don't. But the majority of, of football manager sackings happen because of a mutual termination in the end and an agreement over the package, the financial package that that manager will receive. Jose Mourinho, Antonio Conte have made huge amounts of money um, from this method of, of hiring and firing and being in positions where clubs have to sack them and, and pay them off effectively and pay out their contract. Chelsea apparently will and don't have that financial freedom to be able to get rid of their own manager. And so it looks like that they will be sticking with Pochettino until at least the end of the season. Now, from my perspective, in some ways, I actually think that Chelsea shouldn't sack Pochettino. 
I think that Chelsea are looking at a situation that has been created by themselves. Chelsea are in a situation where they are building a, a squad of the future. And so have to just realise that to do that, to go through this youth project, to invest in young players that need to settle, that need to gel, that need to start learning how they play with one another, that it's going to take time. And so to do this strategy and, and to create what they hope to be sustainable success through the years, not this roller coaster that Chelsea have been on as a club over the last nearly two decades, they are going to have to stick with a coach. And Pochettino is a very good football coach. He is a good coach. He did great things with Spurs. I hate saying it, but he took Tottenham to a Champions League final. Tottenham. Tottenham. To a Champions League final. This guy is a good coach. Went to PSG, of course, won the league there. Yes, of course, was was burned a bit by the Lille uh, victory as, as Liga has their surprising tales of, of kind of mad wins with Montpellier and, and uh, Monaco before that also. Um, but you have to look at the long term if you're a Chelsea fan, I think. And whilst you might be financially trapped with him right now it could end up being a bit of a blessing in disguise that said it'll get to the summer and he'll eventually probably will get sacked but uh who comes in next is going to be very intriguing indeed but yes i thought i'd raise this story because it did certainly tip my fancy yesterday uh, i just want to give you an update on ben white i told you yesterday that i've heard that takira tomiyasu is set to sign a brand new contract with arsenal uh, and regards to the latest on ben white's contract situation he continues to be in talks. There hasn't been, uh, to my understanding, a breakthrough yet in those talks. Of course, during the January window, very rarely do you find those breakthrough in talks because all the focus is on incomings and outgoings. Certainly in the case of Arsenal, it was outgoings and not incomings. Um, and hopefully we see some movement on the Ben White contract situation in the coming weeks and in the next couple of months. But those talks do continue so my understanding is very keen on staying at Arsenal. He's very happy at Arsenal. Um, and so the hope is that he will indeed sign a brand new contract with the club. Right, let's move to part two then and your questions right after this. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. And the same goes at McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with Mook Delivery. Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Right, uh, part two, which is the uh, extra part of the show where we jump into the chat box and tackle your thoughts. Uh, Nell says, stop the slander of the away shirts. I've got this horrible feeling for the live event. I'm going to look out to the audience that we have for our live event, and all I'm going to see is a sea of fluorescent 
yellow high-vis jackets. That, <laughs> that is, I, I've got this horrible feeling that it's going to, because I had someone email me, because I sent an email out, if you missed it, to those that have bought tickets, saying um, just a big thank you, basically, for people buying tickets. Um, and the amount of replies I got saying, I can't wait to wear my Arsenal Awa away shirt. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you. <laughs> I know it's going to happen. It's just going to happen. Um, but uh, yes, if you, of course, have just tuned in a little bit late onto the show, if you skip to the second part, um, we are embarking on, I hope, a little bit of a fun project here at TGT. Yesterday's video where we uh, broke down the game against Liverpool, you guys showed it so much support. We got over a thousand likes on that video. And so I thought, why limit ourselves to an international break, which we've got one coming up, by the way, next month. But let's see if we can just keep going with that thousand like target every day. Please do drop a like on the video. Help us do our daily target of a thousand likes. It'd be very much appreciated. If we can do it one day, great. If we can do it two great day, days, amazing. If we can do it till the end of the season, maybe it's the momentum that this Arsenal community needs to give us that enthusiasm. So do drop a like on the video and subscribe if you're new as we aim to get to the Emirates Stadium capacity of subscribers on the channel. Right, let's jump, shall we, into the chat box. Um, let's go to William Salibak, who says, TC, who's going to win the AFCON and the Asia Cup? Good question. Uh, let's see who William Salibak is suggesting. They're going for Nigeria and Iran uh, to win it at the moment. So the AFCON uh, in the semi-finals, we've got Nigeria against South Africa tomorrow, Ivory Coast against DR Congo. I tell you what, it'd be great for if Ivory Coast win it. Not only because, of course, they are the uh, the host nation, but after everything that happened with the manager that they sacked, to then go and win it would be just so brilliant. So I'm kind of wanting Ivory Coast to win Nicolas Pepe, of course, uh, of, of the Ivory Coast. So we've got an Arsenal link there, I guess. Or Zement could be at Arsenal. We've got a Nigeria link there, I suppose. Both have massive communities of Arsenal fans, of course, as well. So uh, I'm going to go Ivory Coast just because of the how hilarious it would be. And then you've got Jordan, South Korea and Iran, Qatar in the semifinals. I think South Korea are going to win. Um, I, th I just think they will. I think they're probably the best team left in the competition. But uh, best of luck to everybody that's still supporting their relevant nations in those tournaments. Um, you, Nathan, says, hey, Tom, do you have any news on Saka's fitness? Nothing at the moment, mate. Um, we won't hear too much about Saka's situation until Mikel Arteta uh, takes his press conference ahead of the game against West Ham at the end of this week. Uh, Steve says, re-signing Benny Blanco, Arteta outstanding. <laughs> I love that. Uh, bizarre. Tom, will you like to see Havertz play up top more often? I was impressed by him. I've said for a number of times. Um, I really, really do uh, think that Havertz needs to be moved out of the midfield. I just think that if you're going to get the best from Kai Havertz, get him as close to the box as possible, get him playing that target man position. It gives us something different. And if you haven't read my piece on Kai Havertz, I recommend that you go and give it a read on the Football.London website this morning. Uh, Andy says, Tom, have you announced the live show cast yet? Or shall I return the 999 tickets that I've bought? Andy, you know my answer. It's a surprise. Come on, so few things in life surprise people anymore can we not just keep things can we not just enjoy things more i think we need to be looking at trying to enjoy things more so yes a surprise for the lineup and i look forward to uh to revealing that uh in well two weeks uh on thursday uh jalali says the away shirts had 50 percent off for about two months and i still convinced myself 
<laughs> to buy one. Uh, Nell says, uh, Tom, in your opinion, whose return to the team is most important for the rest of the season? Tommy Asu, Yuri and Timber, or Thomas Partey? I, I think, I, I think if it was a player staying fully fit, it's probably Partey. Because a, a midfielder, a fully fit Partey, Rice and Odegaard is very, very good. Very good. So if we can get Partey back fully fit, great. But Urien Timber is really important. And Tommy Asu is really, really important as well. And it does show you what we've been missing over the course of this season and for periods in relation to Tommy Asu specifically. What we have been missing. Tommy Asu has played one game since, what, November? And so we've been really, really missing his presence in the team. And I think he adds a lot of defensive assurance that we're going to need in some of these games moving forwards this season. Um, Arsenal Adventure says, do you think Arteta will try a 4-4-2 with Trossard on the left, Saka on the right and Jesus and Kai up top? I'm not sure because then that means that you're probably playing with just the one defensive midfielder because you need Odegaard in the team. You can't not have Odegaard in the team. So... It's very, very difficult to foresee a scenario where a 4-4-2... We might structurally be fluid enough to change into a 4-4-2 during games that Havertz and Odegaard start together in front of Declan Rice. It might just naturally move so that Jesus and, and Kai play up top. But on paper, I can't see us starting with a 4-4-2. I think it would be more naturally that we shift to that in certain attacking situations. Um, that might be what we see. Jimbo says, what about a three at the back? We basically play with a three at the back anyway. We basically have White, Saliba and Gabriel as the back three and Zinchenko joins the midfield. Um, so we kind of already play in many ways with a uh, with a three at the back system. Uh, Shane says, uh, do we get a good wedge of cash for the training ground naming? Uh, you, yes, it's a multi-million pound deal, Shane. So yes, there is a, a big commercial benefit to this uh, sober realty partnership with Arsenal um, and the training ground. So yes, uh, we do get a, a proper wedge, as you put it, of, uh, of cash. Uh, James says, what are your top three controversial players that we could improve on in the summer? Me, says Ben White, Odegaard and Jesus, says James. Um, I think Jesus isn't that controversial, to be honest. I think we all know that he is a player that we can probably get a better striker than. Odegaard is definitely controversial. A club captain, one of the best players in the Premier League, one of the best players in the world in his position. It's going to be a tough ask to try and improve on him. Um, ben White, I think, is a good shout for that category of controversial upgrades. I think Gabriel is probably another one that's quite controversial. Could you upgrade on, on Gabriel? Maybe. I think he's been brilliant. I think he's been borderline world-class. Um, but, you know, there are centre-backs out there that are unbelievably good and of an elite level. So I suppose really any player that you could controversially upgrade on, but I don't see that happening. I can't see us doing that. Uh, Alvamod says, people are hyping up Timber's return too much. He hasn't really played for us yet. Um, we won't know if he's uh, fit until he's hit the ground running. Uh, we have a risk uh, that people will be disappointed due to unreasonable expectations. It's very true. There is this concern that when he does come back, uh, Timber, that there will be expectations that he's suddenly going to transform things for us. We have to give him time. There were suggestions yesterday that Timber could be back in full training in the next few weeks, which is great. I've maintained that I think March is when we could see him. I'm sticking by that prediction. I've been saying that, as you very well know, for months now. I think March is going to be the return of Uri and Timber. 
Let's see if it is. Um, but uh, yeah, him returning to full full training in the coming weeks is is very good indeed. Um, let's go to Ian says, how important is it now for Arsenal to win our next five games? All of them are winnable as we have dominated our direct rival, um, which is rare in a title race. Yes, I, without a doubt, Ian, if we want to win the league, we have to win our next five games. It's as simple as that. Unless there's a miracle in Man City and Liverpool dropping points, we have to beat West Ham. We have to beat Burnley. We have to win against Newcastle at home. We have to win against Sheffield United away. We have to beat Brentford at home. And then technically, I think the sixth game, Chelsea at home, we've got to win the next six. And to be honest, mate, if we want to win the league, our seventh league game is Man City away. And I really cannot see where Man City are going to drop points. And so we have got to be the team that beats them. Man City won every single game last season from the point in which they drew against Nottingham Forest away when we won at Villa. I say I love this story because I love. I remember being back on the train uh, from Villa Park, Arsenal fans chanting, jubilant, amazing scenes. Amy Lawrence is on the, on the same carriage and we're all getting involved in the chanting and it was a great train ride home. And uh, City dropped points against Nottingham Forest. And I remember the reaction to them drawing and from that point forwards, Man City won every single Premier League game until they were confirmed as champions. And that's what we're up against. That is what we are up against. So that's why when I say to people, when people have these expectations, if Arteta doesn't win the league, he's got to go. This is what we're up against. That is the challenge that we face. That's what people's expectations are to overcome if we're going to win the title. Is expecting Arteta's Arsenal to overcome this. So we have to win and just keep winning. And just keep winning. And just keep winning if we want to win the league. That's that's what we've got to do. It's as simple and as clear as that. Uh, Kingsley says, so the black jersey of last season was always out of stock and this year's green jersey is still in stock even at half price. Very interesting. It's almost like they should do more to make kits like last season's black away kit, isn't it? And not go crazy mad. I feel like... I don't, I'm sure they do do work with focus groups, you know, around like away kits. But, you know, I'm available if you need me, Arsenal, Arsenal and Adidas, to, to vet these kits in the future, you know, because uh, we could really do with <laughs> some better ones than than the uh, the away kit for this season. Uh, Bizarre says, is it true that Partey is leaving in the summer at this point? It's an expectation that he'll be injured. Are we not losing money? I think that there's obviously an openness from Arsenal to sell him. Um, if there's an offer in the summer, they will be very open to to selling uh, Thomas Partey in the summer. Yes. Um, MM says, Savio from Girona to City. Insider training. Uh, trading, sorry. Um, I mean, technically, but the thing is, is that he was signed by... Trois, who are part of the City Football Group. So he was always really already part of the Manchester City um, system as soon as he signed for Trois in France. Arsenal actually were very keen on signing Savio um, from Atletico Monero, I think it was, um, in 2022, I think, that when they signed him. Or maybe it was January of 23. But um, yeah, Arsenal were keen on him. And Man City had a better system to be able to guarantee him more senior football. And that's because they've got the City football group. And it's as simple as that. And Arsenal, I've said for a long, long time, we're getting left behind. And we, I think, need to look at investing in this multi-club model. Chelsea have started to do it when they've bought uh, a near 100% stake in Strasbourg. We've seen Aston Villa and Sheffield United and Brighton have all got connections with clubs on the continent. Arsenal, 
for me, Everton now, if they've been bought by 777 partners, they've got clubs all over the world. We have to be part of this multi-club model because the footballing authorities are backing it. The footballing authorities, the FIFAs, the UEFAs of this world, from what I've read, from what I understand, are in support of this multi-club model system that teams use. Um, and so we need to have a continental uh, exploration into potential partnerships. Yes, we have Colorado Rapids, as William Salibak points out, um, but they're an MLS team. We're not going to be sending players on loan there to develop at senior level. We may get the odd player from them like we did with Trusty and we made a profit. Um, but realistically, we're not going to um, be using Colorado Rapids as, as anything other than a, a pathway maybe for some trialists or yeah, the Trusty situation again. I just can't say unless they come up with an amazing youth academy product. But uh, we need for me to... You know, we really need to uh, to get into a position where, uh, yeah, we, we can we can find ourselves some some pathways similar to that because it is. I think I, I fear that it's going to keep us being left behind, and that is a worry, uh, a big big worry. Um, let's go to Tizer. He says, "Hey Tom, although Jonas Idaval signed a new contract recently, I've never been convinced, and I think that he's underperforming. Given the weekend's result, do you think he's sailing close to the wind now?" I had to talk about this with a colleague of mine, uh, Hush at Reach, and um, yeah, he put, he's he's kind of lost faith in Jonas Eideval, and I think that there is some pressure there, far more pressure than Arteta's under, by the way, but um, I, I don't think it's, I don't think it's enough pressure that would see him leave. I still think that, <clears throat> I still think that he will stay uh, with Arsenal, but uh, there is, I think, a reason to have more expectation than is currently being delivered. And we need to see better results than what we saw at the weekend. And uh, we've lost some big games this season that we shouldn't have lost. So, yeah, but you can say that about Arteta, I suppose, as well. But, uh, yeah, that, that loss against West Ham at the weekend was very damaging indeed to Arsenal's title hopes. Uh, James says, uh, with the financial restrictions now being acted upon by the regulatory bodies, do you think this will start to lower slash level the transfer fees and wages? James, it's a question that we've been asked before and we we... Have discussed, I think, and it's something I think is going to be increasingly discussed going forwards. Do I see, do I see those uh, wages dropping? No, I don't think so. The profit and sustainability regulations are a Premier League regulation, so it's not as if the clubs on the continent are going to be lowering wages or lowering their asking prices. They're going to turn around to Premier League clubs and say, "Tough, oh, you can't spend any more money. That's a shame." Um, because we're still rating our player this high, because there'll be other clubs on the continent that are then willing to pay those big, big fees. Wages I don't see dropping. They might be a little bit more resistant to bump up wages so significantly, but uh, yeah, I, I, I don't think it's going to have the effect that we think in theory that it might have. But I can see why you asked the question, and a lot of people are asking the question as well. Rob says, so if Girona or another City football group pay £100 million for a player and then either loan or sell them to City for peanuts, is that legal um, and does it bypass FFP? Rob, I I'm not a financial expert, but I'm pretty sure that that's not feasible. I'm pretty sure that there are uh, there's kind of monitoring in place for these multi-club models that don't allow that. They have things kind of like theoretical values for players. So if a club is seen to have 
basically hyped up the value of a player and then sold them within itself uh, and made profits to help balance the books, I think that will raise red flags. I don't know it for sure, but I think that there is a process um, that helps to flag potential deals like that from happening. And I tell you what, when I saw Miguel Almiron being linked with like a £30 million move to Saudi Arabia, that raised my eyebrows and he didn't end up moving. But there was those links with Almiron moving to a Saudi team and obviously... Um, Newcastle are owned by by Saudi uh, by the Saudi investment fund. So um, yeah, I, I don't think that uh, I, I don't think there's too much to worry about at the moment. But uh, I, I think that there is there's always the threat of that happening. But I think that there is things in place to stop that from materialising. Uh, Russ says a poor transfer window for the Premier League and it affects other leagues in Europe as well. With Premier League teams not spending, that money doesn't then filter out to other clubs either. It's true. It could have impacts on the wider global scale of the market. Perhaps we'll have to see. It is going to... I think we'll still see loads of spending in the summer, by the way. So it's just January, I think, that's the main victim of these profit and sustainability regulations, to be fair. Uh, Squeezy Cakes says, uh, how's that Spanish kid doing in Saudi, I think you're talking about Gabri Vega, uh, who signed from uh, Celta Vigo in the summer. He was linked to Arsenal as well. Well, currently for his team, uh, Al Ali, uh, he has scored four goals and got three assists in 15 games uh, for Al Ali this season in the Saudi Premier League. They sit third in the table. They are 13 points behind Neymar's Al Hilal uh, in first place at the moment. Um, they've also they've already won the Saudi Cup as well. Al Hilal and Al Nasser are six points ahead of Al Ali as well. But um, yeah, they've also got the likes of Frank Kessier. They've got uh, Riyad Mahrez. They've got Roberto Firmino. Uh, they've got Alan Saint Maximan. Uh, they've got uh, Alioski, who used to play for Leeds. They've got Mera Demiral, the Turkish centre-back, uh, Roger Ibanez, uh, they signed from Roma, and Eduard Mendy uh, from Chelsea, they've got in goal as well. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know specifically how he's getting on, but they've got Matthias Yassel, uh, who used to be the coach of uh, Salzburg as their manager. So they had a kind of a focus on those young players still improving significantly and still being able to move to Saudi Arabia and improve under a, a very decent coach. But I don't know too much about how specifically Gabri Vega is uh, is getting on, to be fair. But they're the numbers. They're the... Um, we're going to bring the show to an end there. Thank you so much, guys, for tuning in. Nearly 800 of you watching. Thank you so much. And for those listening on Catch Up and all audio, audio platforms too. Uh, please do drop a like on the video before you go. Help us to our daily target. It's it's a hell of a target, but we're going to see what we can do. This community has done some amazing things in the past. So let's see if we can reach out to you all and see if we can get you to come together uh, as a community before the end of the, the season. So thousand likes let's see how we can keep this chain going and see how long we can keep it going for that would be amazing if we can do it but uh, i will see you tomorrow i don't think we've got a show tonight but please do go and catch up on yesterday's show that i did with uh, with james uh, if you haven't done so already james green from sky and uh, yeah have a fantastic day stay safe stay well stay happy stay respectful and as always up the arsenal It's the 90 plus minute. 
all your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dip in and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your delivery. You in? At participating restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.